Welcome to Zazlo Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike. Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800 747 free. That's 800 747 3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No. Before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0, my guys Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar, they believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, accident attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Hey, if you've been searching for a refreshing beer that feels like you're back in the Caribbean, well, search no more. Proud sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. That's right. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, Sedano's, Presidente, Win dixie Got great six-pack deals going on right now. You got... Hot sauce, that's right, made from selected Caribbean habanero peppers. You know your boy Zaslo loves the hot sauce. Go pick up some Caribbean soul in a can. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff, and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com. 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zaslo Show 2.0. Welcome to Zaslo Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike, Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. 
That's 800-747-3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No, before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0. My guys, Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar. They believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, Accident Attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy, and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anajar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Hey, if you've been searching for a refreshing beer that feels like you're back in the Caribbean, well, search no more. Proud sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. That's right. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, Sedano's, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. Got great six-pack deals going on right now. You got hot sauce, that's right, made from selected Caribbean habanero peppers. You know your boy Zaslow loves the hot sauce. Go pick up some Caribbean soul in a can. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff, and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com. 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zaslow Show 2.0. Welcome, Zaslow Show 2.0. It is a Wednesday, the 25th of January. Good to have you aboard. Got a lot going on here today, a lot to get to. We are a Blue Wire podcast. Appreciate however you're listening to us whether it be on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, Google, iHeart, whatever it is. Make sure you like, you comment, you rate, you do all that good stuff. Appreciate everybody hanging out with us here, right here in the middle of the week. We got a fun show today. The Heat have a real good win last night over the team with the best record in the NBA, the Boston Celtics. Climbing the standings now, Miami. We got the Panthers last night who ruined the opportunity at a double dip. The Panthers had a two-goal lead early in the game. 
They were not able to win in overtime after getting a game-tying goal late in the third period. And they lose uh, They lose a wild one. I mean, 7-6. to six. They lose 7-6. So uh, Alex Lyon, back-to-back, was in goal again. Spencer Knight, Sergei Bobrovsky, not, not quite ready to return yet, I guess. And so after giving up six goals the previous night, uh, I guess so technically five because one was an empty net. Six goals on Monday night. The Panthers then allow seven goals on Tuesday night. You're not going to win games like that. So we were hoping they were going to get three out of four points in the biggest test of the season. Rangers and Penguins, they got one out of four. So very, very disappointing. Uh, I, I guess y- you can't give them a failing grade because a failing grade, I guess, would have been zero out of four. Although they lost both games. So I, I think it's a D. I think you get a D. Obviously, the, the first night was a disaster. Last night, you, you come away with a point. You score six goals on the road. You can't win. You should win every time. Not 99 out of 100 times. You should win 100 out of 100 times. You score six goals on the road. So the Panthers get one out of four in, in a very, very meaningful back-to-back. That's not going to help. So really disappointing there. But as disappointed as you are, with the way the Panthers came out of these last two games. That's how good you feel about the Heat last night. So the Heat continued to climb in the standings. The Heat now 27-22. and 22. They are two back of number five. That's Cleveland. And they are one ahead of number seven. That's New York. So an excellent job by the Heat last night. 98-95. We're going to talk to Eric Reed. Television voice of your Miami Heat. Not Eric Reed, former midday host, 7-9 ticket. I don't know what he's up to. Eric Reed, television voice, all 35 years. Although, I always like bringing this up. Some folks may not know. While Eric Reed, of course, has been on the television broadcast for all 35 years, Eric Reed was not the original TV uh, play-by-play voice. Eric Reed was the color analyst his first year. That's right, Sam Smith, you're number one. So, Eric Reed television voice of your Miami Heat. He's going to join us coming up in the show today. And and the Heat win last night, 98-95 over Boston. And a chance to really beef up this record because next up for Miami is Friday. They're hosting Orlando. That Magic team's not bad. But Friday hosting Orlando and then Sunday at the Charlotte Hornets, that team is bad. So good opportunity here to kind of beef things up. The Heat now is season best. Five games over 500 at 27 and 22. I'll tell you, it's you got to give the Heat full credit here because they were what? Uh, they were four games under 500, right? Six and 10 at one point. Then I think maybe 11 and 15. And yeah, 11 and 15 sounds right because I think they're in a stretch now where they've won 16 of their last 23. I think that sounds about right. When you're when you're four games under 500, it's hard climbing up that hill. It's hard making it back to 500 because, you know, if you're four games under 500, you're probably not a good team. So let's say you win two or three in a row. Well, what's going to wind up happening? You're probably going to lose back-to-back games shortly after that. So you, cl- you were four games under 500, you climb back to with one, and then you stumble, and now you're back down to three. And then you win one, and then you lose a couple more, now you're back down to four. It's very difficult to climb that hill. Well, not only have the Heat climbed that hill, they're five games over 500 now with 33 games remaining. And the All-Star break coming up where, all right, you're going to wind up getting some you get some rest time here. So the Heat, the Heat are finding themselves in a good position. 
you know, despite poor efforts recently in Dallas and Atlanta, not back-to-back, the Heat are a good enough road team. They're 11-13 and on the road, and now they're stringing together home wins as well, 16-9. and Not a great home record, but a good home record. They're starting to string those wins together. So you're really pleased with the Heat victory last night. I'm most pleased with the Heat victory last night because they did not play well. Now, they defended very well, but they did not play well last night. They shot, what, 35%, and they still beat the Celtics? That's, that's my favorite part of the win last night is – We're not sitting here talking about how great the Heat played. No, they didn't play very well, all right? And they still wound up winning that game. That, to me, that's the best part. Because not only did they come from behind, but they won that game while not playing well. And they shut them down. They shut that shit down in the fourth quarter. The Heat only allowed 13 Celtic points. Uh, You know, I mean, matter of fact, hey, let's let's give you a great finish here. Bam out of bounds. If you know, that's my dog right there. I don't want to hear any more Bam slander. They, oh, he's not an offensive player. He doesn't have any offensive game. Oh, bullshit. Hey, open your eyes. Bam is not even close to the same player that he was last year. He is leaps and bounds better to that player that we saw last year. Uh, you know, disappearing act in the playoffs. Robert Williams, granted, great defender. Okay, that plays a major role. But this is a player that is shown a ton of internal growth. He's absolutely an all-star this year. It'd be a crime if he wore him. And he carried his team last night against a great Celtics team. I understand they didn't have Jalen Brown or Marcus Martin. We had Jimmy Butler. Bam carried this team in the fourth quarter. Second half, Bam had 21 points. 21 of his 30. And I love that it's on national television. That's right. Show out, Bam. Show them what's up. Tremendous game from Bam. That's my dog right there. I don't want to hear any more of that Bam at a bio slander. So he, here we are. Let's get to the furious finish. We had a tight game. Grant Williams knocks down a three to tie the game at 95. The Heat, they would need a basket and then a stop. Screen from out of bio. Double on hero. Shot clock winding down. Out of bio. Yes! Bam out of bio delivers. Tatum with four, with three, swing it, intercepted by Hero! And a foul called with point nine. That's what I'm talking about. Bam, he is aggressive. He does not hesitate anymore. That jump shot is beautiful. 30 points, 15 rebounds, 12 of 22 from the floor, and the Heat needed it all because no one, nobody else shot the ball well. You know, Hero came up with a big three-pointer, also had the big steal at the end of the game right there, but Hero was four of 19. Victor Oladipo, he had a good stretch there in the third quarter, part of a Heat run, but other than that, he did not shoot the ball well. The Heat really, really struggled shooting the basketball, but they took care of the ball, so he had a lot more shot attempts. They forced a ton of turnovers. The Heat won that game with defense. So the Heat come up with one of their better wins of the season because they didn't play well. Yeah, that was a great win. Great win. Come from behind and win a game that you do not play well. Bam even said after the game, TNT obviously wants to talk to him. So you get Jared Greenberg there, courtside with Bam. He's telling him what's up also. Bam, good look. Hopefully we'll see you in Salt Lake in just about a month. Yes, sir. I should be in Salt Lake. There he is, Ian. He's got the last word. <laughs> you were not going to stop the interview until you got that out of Bam out of bio that... 
he belongs in the All-Star game. It's such a no-brainer. Uh, you know, the coaches all know how good he is. Like, that, that'll probably be how he gets in. He'll get in with the coaches' vote. Uh, although it's a whole cockamamie formula that they use now as far as the players get out. The coaches, like, 25%. Uh, the coaches... Oh, oh, no. The coaches vote the reserves. Uh, it's 50% fan vote for, for all the other guys, you know, for the starters. 25% players, 25%... Coaches, does that make sense? But then the coaches vote in the reserves. I don't know. It's a whole cockamamie formula. I, I can't get involved in it, all right? I do need to tell you guys, though. Title sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0. Everything Zaslow Show 2.0 is presented by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. Wouldn't be able to do this show if it wasn't for them. I'm eternally grateful. Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, if you're involved in a slip and fall car accident, boating accident, Anna Jar and Levine 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Let them get you the money that you deserve. You take care of your health. You get better, and they're going to help on the other end right there. So, again, you'll get an attorney on the phone right away when you call 800-747-3733. Anajar and Levine, accident attorneys. So, there's a bunch of things about last night that we got to get to as far as the heat go. Here are the big story today. We'll continue doing a lot of NFL Thursday and Friday. Royal Rumble Saturday night. Oh, we're going to do some of that as well later on in the week. It's still real to me. A bonus episode is going to drop tomorrow night, Thursday night. We're going to do a Royal Rumble preview show for It's Still Real to Me. And, of course, the Rumble is this Saturday night. Love Saturday night premium live events. So much better than Sunday night. Anyway, so there were three big stories from the game last night. And it it was the Heat getting that win and Bam's performance. Number two, second biggest story, Kyle Lowry, benched in the fourth quarter. He sucks. I mean, there's, there's no Jimmy Butler, all right? And, you, like, you saw the writing on the wall. I, I said it for the game yesterday. Is it too much to ask for, for Kyle Lowry to put together a nice performance in a big spot against a great team on national television? It's too much to ask for? It's only $28 million. So too much as for him to, to attempt more than maybe three shots. And then you find out, you know, before the game that there's no Jimmy Butler, which is a whole nother issue. Then you find out before the game there's no Jimmy Butler. So how does Lowry step up? He gives you a two points on one of seven shooting. He sucks. He sucks. So he doesn't play in the fourth quarter. And the Heat's fourth quarter lineup, what did we have out there? Vincent Oladipo. Hero, Highsmith, bam. I love Highsmith playing in the fourth quarter. I've been telling you, when everyone's healthy, I want Oladipo, Hero, Butler, Highsmith, bam. That's the five I want. And sometimes Highsmith doesn't even play. I don't get it. I'm not trying to say he's some type of star, but he's a great defender. You saw what he did in the fourth quarter against Tatum. He played the entire fourth quarter. You saw what he did the fourth quarter against Tatum. The Heat allowed only 13 points. Highsmith's a big-time defender. And, I mean, like, that's a bonus last night where you also get 15 points and 10 rebounds, and he's 4-4 four four from three. Two huge three-pointers in the fourth quarter. That, that's a bonus. You can't expect that. But the defense, that's enough for me. So I love seeing Highsmith out there. I think he's a really nice fourth-quarter player for this team. But Lowry benched in the fourth quarter, not the first time this year. And I'll get the tweets back. Uh, you know, Spo, why does he play? It's a tough spot with Lowry. Because you know it's Jimmy's guy. They're paying him a ton of money. If, if you take him out of the starting lineup, 
Does he throw a fit and then it affects the rest of the locker room? And now you got guys taking this side, you got guys taking this side. It's a difficult spot. I mean, he shouldn't be starting, but there's a little more to coaching the team than just what's going on on the floor. You got to manage the players. You got to manage the egos and the personality. It's not as simple as, yeah, we're, we're taking you out of the lineup, Kyle. Now, he took him out, benched him in the fourth quarter last night. Again, that's a start. You, you got to do it. And guess what? He played their best basketball in the fourth quarter last night. I mean, defensively, he's a sieve. He's not what he was. And he gives you, he doesn't even, watching in the third quarter last night, he gets the ball out there on the perimeter. He doesn't even face the basket. He doesn't even look at the basket. It's immediate dribble handoff. He, he is worthless. He stinks. There's no way that Spo doesn't know that he sucks. That, that's why I didn't play him in the fourth quarter. There's also no way it's like, oh, Riley's got to show. There's no way Riley doesn't know. I mean, Riley's sitting there watching the games just like you and me, man. He knows. He knows it's, I mean, there's, nobody wants this guy. And I know somebody tweeted me last night, are they going to have to attach a first-round pick to trade him? First of all, nobody wants him. Second of all, they better not attach a first-round pick to trade him. You cannot trade, I mean, imagine this. You trade away Precious Achua and one of the all-time beloved players in Goran Dragic for this guy. And then, in order to get rid of him, you're going to trade away another first-round pick? You can't do it. I, I I would almost, I mean, depending on what you get in return, which would be nothing, I would I would just eat eat Lowry on this team for another year and a half. Then, it, then give up a first-round pick to make up for that mistake. I wouldn't do that. You can't do that. Yeah, it's a mistake, but I'd rather eat the mistake then compound it by also giving up a first-round pick. You can't do it. I, I don't think they're going to wind up doing that. You can't do it. But I, I, I also, you know, so I was going off on Twitter about it last night. And it's like, oh, and Caleb Martin too. He shouldn't be out there. No, 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 no. Don't, don't lump Caleb Martin into that. Martin and Lowry are not the same. You know, the Heat have a, if you want to say, deficiency at that position, at the four spot next to Bam at a bio. They don't have great options. It's why you're seeing rumors out there about guys like Kelly Olynyk, who's had success starting next to Bam. They don't have good options. So they go with Caleb Martin. That's not on Caleb. That's not Caleb's fault. Kyle Lowry, though, three years, $90 million, or three years, $86 million, whatever, $84 million, whatever it is. Kyle Lowry signed a massive contract and has not come close to fulfilling it. Caleb Martin is giving this team exactly what everyone thought he was going to do. Do not lump Caleb Martin into the Kyle Lowry conversation. It is not even close to the same. It's not the same thing. So I I don't want to get crazy about the Lowry stuff because obviously Bam was the star last night. That's the most important thing, getting that win over that Celtic team on national television. But Lowry being benched in the fourth quarter, it's not a coincidence that they wound up pulling out that game. He, he is a negative for this team. And he's impossible to root for. Even when he's playing well, he's tough to root for with all the bitching and the complaining. I mean, and by the way, he's lucky that wasn't a flagrant foul on Robert Williams beginning of the third quarter because that was a flagrant foul. Yeah, he, really lucky. He got lucky with that call. He's tough to watch when he's playing well. When he's not playing well, ah, forget about it. Terrible. Terrible.
There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed, and that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash sports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash sports. That's Indeed.com slash sports And support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash sports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you get to Eric Reed coming up, okay? Don't worry. When you get to Eric Reed. But there was another story from the game last night, right? First big story. Biggest story. Bam's play heat win. Second story. Lowry. Benched in the fourth quarter. Third story, and it's also a big one. So TNT catches this on their pregame broadcast last night. We find out before the game, no Jimmy Butler. Back stiffness, back tightened up. He's out. Now, you know how I feel about this. You know how I feel, number one, about the load management. It, I mean, it's criminal. It's a major, major problem. And, and I'll bring up a couple things that... Again, I, we don't have answers to. The first one is, and my pal Evan Cohen, SiriusXM, Mad Dog Radio, Morning Men, he brought this up on, a, on the show, what, last month. First thing I would say, why is it only star players that need load management? You don't think Max Struess is running around all game like that? You don't think he gets tired? When Duncan Robinson's available, you don't think he gets tired running around all like that? Why is it only star players need load management? Okay, that's number one. And number two, how come hockey players don't need load management? I mean, it's, it's, it's an epidemic. Because the NBA player likes two things more than anything else. To complain and to not play. And, you know, collect a paycheck. Complain and not play. So, Jimmy Butler, load management, back tightness, back stiffness. I'll never understand Jimmy couldn't have given them 15 minutes in the second half last night? I mean, it's a tight game at halftime last night, although the Celtics ended the first half on a big run. The Heat are down by eight at halftime. Jimmy Butler can't play 15 minutes in the second half? What happens? They're not playing again until Friday. They're home on Friday against Orlando. Jimmy couldn't have played 15 minutes in the second half last night? You can't convince me otherwise. You can't. You could have. So, and, and this doesn't just go for Jimmy. I mean, it's, it's all over the league. You know this. So on the pregame last night on TNT, they catch, you got a kid in the stands with, I presume his mother. You got a kid in the stands. He looks like he's like 12 years old. He's got the sign. He flew 4,400 miles, presumably from Argentina. They got the flag. Flew 4,400 miles to see Jimmy Butler play. Can I get an autograph or a big face coffee? Okay, awesome. Love it. Love it. And the camera catches him being told 
that Jimmy's not playing. And it's heartbreaking. I mean, Kid clearly loves Jimmy Butler. And it is interesting because someone pointed this out on Twitter there last night. This generation now, they follow players as opposed to teams. That's part of what also makes fans upset these days when the player doesn't play. Because for me, I never went to go watch my favorite player play. I went to go watch my favorite team play. Now, granted, the players sitting all the time, the load management, um, it was never an issue. But if I went to a Heat game as a kid, and, and if for some... Look, you know Glenn Rice, my dog. Hey, he was my hero. If for some reason Glenn Rice wasn't playing that game, I'd be like, ah, shit. But... It's okay. I'm here to see the heat. I'm here to watch the heat. And 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 play, you know, this generation of fan, they have favorite players, I feel like. Not everyone, but I feel like they have favorite players before a lot of them have favorite teams. So, this kid loves Jimmy Butler. He's probably also a huge Heat fan. I don't know. But he finds out and he's crushed, predictably. So, we've seen this before. This stuff happens all the time now, right? Holding up the sign. I came so-and-so miles to see so-and-so play. And then he doesn't play. And then what happens? I mean, the Heat, they they did what... they Like, they did the only thing they can do. They got the kid a ball. They got the kid a jersey. I saw he got a picture with Gabe Vincent. He got to stand on the court. Kid was so happy. It's awesome. It is. It's awesome. And it's a very small part of a major problem and does not come close to fixing anything. Like, oh, the, the, the Heat, the, you know, Jimmy and the Heat did right, you know, you'd see these tweets, Jimmy and the Heat did right by this kid, uh, they made up for it. No, they didn't. No, they didn't. You think this kid, you think the kid who happened to bring a sign is the only one that's disappointed Jimmy Butler didn't play? He's the only one that came there to see Jimmy Butler? Like, how does anyone think that the situation was made right? And this isn't a straw man. I saw it all over the place last night. The Heat, the heat and Jimmy Butler made the situation right. Did Jimmy play? Because if he didn't play, they didn't make the situation right. You think that the only fan, the only family that paid money to see Jimmy Butler play? Was was that kid? That Was that it? Like, I feel great for that kid. You don't think there was some other kid in the crowd who begged his father for tickets? The way I used to beg my father for tickets and was incredibly bummed that Jimmy didn't play? What did he get? What did he get? You know how much it costs to take a family to the game? I saw Frank Isola tweeted this out yesterday. What about the hardworking dad who bought four tickets for his family, paid $1,000? Did they get a ball and an autograph and a memory? Like, it's nice that he got set up. I'm glad the kid got that stuff. It, It made up for it. For him. But the Heat and Jimmy didn't make the situation right. Not even close. Like, what about the fan who didn't bring a sign? You think the only fans that want to see certain players bring signs? I never brought a sign in my life to a game. There were players I wanted to see. 
You think he was the only one? It's so... They made the situation right. How could you think that? It's so stupid. They didn't make anything right. They made this kid happy. I'm glad for him. He's not the only one who paid a ton of money to see the star player play. And I'm using the Heat here as an example, and especially because it got national attention last night. But this is all over the league. It's a disaster. And the Heat and other teams charge extra money depending on what team is in town. The Celtics are probably one of those games. Now, Jason Tatum played. But are we giving memorabilia to every fan who paid more money to see Team X when that player didn't play? They made the situation right. No, they didn't. Now, there's nothing that the Heat can do. I mean, that's Jimmy, and it's a team thing. There's nothing else the Heat can do unless they're to take a poll, take a survey, who specifically came here to see Jimmy Butler and is sad that he didn't play. Anything short of that? They didn't make anything right. It's really weird that there were media people who who felt that Eh, situation was taken care of. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? And again, the whole thing is not like, oh, but Zaslow, come on, man. They, you know, what? You're not happy that they did this thing for this fan? I'm pro-fan. That's why I'm angry about it. That's why I'm upset this whole season about this load management bullshit. Because I'm pro-fan. And you're just stupid if you think that this is the only person in the building last night who wanted to see Jimmy Butler. How could anyone think that the situation was made right? Man, bothers me. Bothers me. Big story, though, was Bam last night. Bam, tremendous game. Lowry benched in the fourth quarter. Jimmy not playing. Fam was upset. He got memorabilia. Those are the big stories from the game last night. But overall, Bam being the star, not the same player as he was last year. Now, the ultimate test is going to be in the playoffs, obviously. Can he do this against the great competition every night in a seven-game series? That's the big test. But right now... He's looking like he's headed toward, you know, being able to take on that test. Panthers lose last night 7-6 in Pittsburgh. They are back home next up for them. is Friday night against the Los Angeles Kings. Of course, the Heat are Friday night against the Magic. They all have to play at the same time, have to have home games at the same time. So, Panthers lose a wild one last night 7-6 for Hagee. Tied it with about two minutes left in the game. Sent the game to overtime. And uh, Alex Lyon gave up his seventh goal. And look, while he gave up seven goals, he had amazing saves throughout the game. Like, if you could ever give up seven goals and also play well, that's what happened last night. But two games, he gave up 13 goals. 12 of which were his. One of them was an empty net the night before. And the Panthers, who were hoping they would get both, at the very least three out of four points, they got one out of four. It's, you have to be extremely disappointed. I don't give the Panthers an F for these last two games, but uh, like it would be like a D. One out of four points. I want to I mention this real quick. So, I saw yesterday, there's a big uh, hullabaloo about it, where 
And by the way, you can hit me up at Zazlo Show. At Zazlo Show on Twitter. You can also hit me up at Zazlo J, of course, on Instagram. We're an influencer. Uh, I'm an influencer, but I, lo- I love interacting with all you guys. Uh, if, if the, by the way, you know, if that whole situation with the Heat made you sick last night, Jimmy not playing, you know, maybe you're coming down with something, you know? Maybe it wasn't just Jimmy not playing that has you upset. Maybe you're coming down with something. And if you're not feeling well, you got to go with Doctors on Call 365. Doctors on Call 365, South Florida's urgent care that comes to you. If you got a fever, you call up your doctor. All right, all right, Jonathan, we, we could see you in March. No, I'm sick right now. Well, Doctors on Call 365 serving all of Broward County, Miami-Dade County, Southern Palm Beach County. They're coming to your home. They'll treat children, adults, elderly. You got a minor illness. You got a minor injury. You need a strep test, COVID test, flu test. You need IV fluids, blood drawn, a prescription filled or refilled. Doctors on Call 365. You'll get someone on the phone immediately, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 786-577-9302. Again, 786-577-9302. They're self-pay right now. You got Medicare acceptance. Private insurance acceptance is on the way down the line. But you're going to pay less out of pocket than if you go wait for hours in the emergency room. You're finally seeing your copay is going to be more. Again, Doctors on Call 365, they're coming to you wherever you are. Doctors on Call 365.com. Get someone on the phone immediately if you're not feeling well. 786-577-9302. So, It was a whole big to-do yesterday on social media. The Oscars. The Academy Award nominations are out. Now, you know we love movies here on Zaslow Show 2.0. A couple things. When did it start? Where, you know, it used to be, it was like four, maybe five Best Picture nominees. Now, you got ten. Everything's nominated for Best Picture. You got ten nominees. I don't know what the hell these movies are. Now, movies are in a weird spot because the only movies that people are actually going to the theater anymore is for superhero movies or blockbusters. Otherwise, you're either watching it streaming or you're waiting for it to come out streaming. So you got 10 movies here, and one of them in particular has created a big buzz on social media. Here are the movies. 10. 10 Best Picture nominees. All Quiet on the Western Front. I have no idea what that is. I don't know what that is. Avatar The Way of Water. You knew this was going to be nominated. I'm so uninterested in this. I, I, I saw part of the first one. I couldn't get into it. All right, fine. The Banshees of Eni Sharon. I have no idea what that is. Elvis. Okay, I haven't seen Elvis, but I'd like to. It was probably really good. Elvis. At least I know what that is. Everything, everywhere, all at once. I know what that is. I want to see it. I know there's time travel involved. Y'all have recommended it to me. I love you long time. And, and it's with the kid from, uh, from Goonies. Uh, from, from Indiana Jones. Which also might be the same kid from Goonies. But he's from Indiana Jones. Indy! Oh, Dr. Jones! Anyway, I had to take a sip of my coffee. Everything, everywhere, all at once. All right, that's five. Then there's the Fablemans. Then there's Tar the hell is tar the hell is that triangle of sadness i know what that is that's what woody harrelson that movie looked funny as hell women talking i i I gotta get out of here and then there's one more and this is the one that created all the i I don't know half these movies 
But then there's one more that created all the buzz. Top Gun Maverick. How could Top Gun Maverick be nominated for Best Picture? That's what you're reading on social media. Let me tell you something right now, all right? I've never seen the original Top Gun. I'm never going to see the original Top Gun. I have no interest. I'll never see it. But I saw Top Gun Maverick. I saw Top Gun Maverick on on a cruise a few months ago. They had a movie theater on the cruise, on the ship. And Top Gun Maverick is one of the greatest movies I've ever seen in my life. No cap! Top Gun Maverick is one of the best movie-going experiences I've ever had in my life. And if I'm walking out of a theater, I mean, enough with your cinematography and your bougie criticism of movies. If I'm watching a movie, and when I get up out of that movie theater, and I say, that was one of the greatest movie-going experiences I've ever had in this life. That's a Best Picture nominee. That movie is a Best Picture. You think people had a better time at the movie theater watching Tar than Top Gun Maverick? Give it Best Picture right now. That's the Best Picture. I don't want to hear any complaining about it. What a movie. What a movie. And I don't need to go back. Oh, Zaz, just go back and watch Top Gun now. No. There's no way that it holds a candle to Top Gun Maverick. Uh, There's no way I would enjoy it. And, uh, like, I just, oh, but there's a lot of nostalgia, you know, that you didn't get. Believe me, I understood the movie. All right? I understood everything. Uh, I wasn't out there asking why is so-and-so happening. I got the movie. All right? There's no way I'm going back and watching the original Top Gun. But Top Gun Maverick, not only is it not a surprise that it's in the Best Picture nominees, but it should win by unanimous vote. You've never seen a movie that good. Incredible movie. Incredible movie. All guests on Zaslow Show 2.0 are brought to us by our beer of choice, official beer of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba, European roots with a Caribbean soul. Start your evening with a refreshing German lager in a can. Last night, maybe you were enjoying a six-pack of Johnny Cuba during a really good come-from-behind victory by your favorite little basketball team. Go pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba at Sedano's, Presidente, Winn-Dixie's. Remember, always drink responsibly. And, of course, Johnny Cuba's mantra, stay tranquilo. And joining us here is our pal, the television voice of your Miami Heat. He is Eric Reed. Good to have you on, Eric. So how do you how do you experience uh, the game last night? You know, it was a TNT exclusive game. I imagine you were in attendance last night. Do you like that change of pace every now and then where you could just kind of watch the game? Uh, occasionally I do, Zaz. I, you know, you, you see the game very objectively. Uh, I enjoy it like the rest of Heat Nation or those fortunate enough to have, you know, tickets at the Miami Dade Arena. And I, I, I've gotten to sit next to my wife and my brother-in-law and some friends, uh, you know, I think four out of the last six, six games at home. So, uh, and they've all been wins. Um, so we've enjoyed it. Last night was particularly gratifying uh, to see Miami, you know, down 10 with under nine minutes left, a 15-0 run, 
a great second half of defense. And over Zaz, I thought it was one of the most meaningful wins of the year for this reason alone. Usually when you shoot that poorly, God bless you. Usually when you <laughs> shoot you. that poorly, the rest of your game goes down the drain with your poor yeah. field goal percentage. Last night, that did not happen. They're rebounding, their defense, the ability to force turnovers and then make some timely plays in the fourth quarter. They shot 36% yeah. and beat the Celtics. They, they haven't shot that poorly in a win since March of 2010. 2010. Wow. So that, that is obviously the first, the, the worst they shot in a game this year and won. But, you know, to, to play that poorly on the offensive end and still find a way to get a win, I know that made Coach Spolster happy because to him it's playing to his team's identity with, with excellent rebounding over the last seven games. You know, the defense that, you know, you can now hang your hat on and forcing turnovers as it's it's the only way the Heat have been able to generate enough offense. They're still the, the lowest scoring team in the league. But when you force 17 turnovers uh, and only commit eight, uh, that that goes a long way. And, you know, listen, Bam was terrific. He had w- one of the best second halves of yep. his career last night. Haywood Highsmith, I thought, had the best game of his career, not only his 15 and his 10 rebounds. Not only is nine points in the fourth quarter where he didn't miss a shot and made two huge threes, but his second half defense on Jason Tatum was was phenomenal. Now the Heat were in zone a lot, but uh, Highsmith was picking up Tatum full court. I thought he made his life miserable in the second half. He he held him to ten points and forced five, helped force five turnovers on Tatum in the second half. And Tatum, who's outstanding, he's an MVP candidate had three points in the fourth quarter of that game last night. Zaz, at one point, the Celtics missed 10 straight shots during that 15-0 heat run. So gratifying win. You split the season series with Boston 2-2, and you found a way to get it done on a night where your offense wasn't very good. I want to talk about Haywood Highsmith for a second here. You know, I've been saying for a while now, I want him in the game in the fourth quarter. He's a great defender. Obviously, the three-point shooting, it's its improving. Some nights like last night, it's there. Uh, why, why will there be games? Now, I understand Jimmy didn't play last night. But why will there be games where hes he doesn't play? Where I mean, look, they held him to 13 points in the fourth quarter last night. I think this guy, you got enough. If you're fully healthy, you have enough offense out there. If you got Hero, Butler, Bam, Maybe Oladipo's also on the floor, too. You got four guys right there that can give you the offense. You're telling me Highsmith, you know, can't be a guy who plays in the fourth quarter. I like him. Well, last night he played all 12 minutes of the fourth quarter. Bam, Struess, Gabe Vincent, and Highsmith. Those four guys, three of them undrafted, all played the entire fourth quarter. Listen, I, I think I'm going to trust Coach Spolstra on how and when he uses Haywood Highsmith. You do have Jimmy Butler and Caleb Martin on most nights. Uh, Victor Oladipo has been a finisher. But the hot hand and the great defense prevailed. Spo said after the game, I asked Spo uh, in his postgame press conference about Highsmith's performance. He said he couldn't take him out. Caleb Martin couldn't get back into the game, played less than 12 minutes. Highsmith played over 30. Um you know, Haywood's a serious kid. Uh, so is Orlando Robinson. So is Jamal Kane, the undrafted rookie, uh, you know, who played four of his five years at Marquette. You know, it, it's incredible, Zaz. I mean, I think universally in the NBA, everybody understands there's not a better franchise in discovering and developing undrafted talent than Miami. 
it's incredible to have 10 undrafted players on one NBA roster. But, you know, we see it night after night. And, and you know, I thought that was just a, a beautiful game for a guy that went to Wheeling Jesuit College, a Division II school in West Virginia. Uh, he's He played in the G League a number of different times. He played overseas. And this is a kid that's hungry and wants it. He's working on his game hard. And his defense, I, the 15 and 10 was outstanding. The nine fourth quarter points helped win the game. Uh, his defense against Tatum did win the game for Miami. Bam was a major star last night. He was hitting, he was taking and making all the big shots there in the fourth quarter. I love that it was on a national stage where, you, you know, let's say that, and look, the coaches around the league, they know how good Bam is, but, you know, coaches vote for those reserves for the all-star game. And uh, I, I think Bam made a case post-game there with Jared Greenberg, TNT, said I should be in Salt Lake City. I like that he said that, let it be known. Uh, number one, do you, do you believe he, he's got a chance of getting into the game? And number two, uh, I think it's pretty clear this is a player who is so much, so far removed from the guy that we saw last year in the playoffs who was hesitant, not aggressive enough maybe at times, especially against Robert Williams in Boston in the playoffs, though Bam had a phenomenal game seven. This is a, this is a different guy. This guy... He gets the ball and he attacks. There's no hesitation anymore, Eric. I, I think, you know, we're seeing the best of Bam. And and this is the Bam we're going to see for the rest of his career. I, you know, he doesn't have to say it. He's he's doing it. He's playing it. He's showing it every single night. You know, he had, one, I thought it was the best second half of his career. He had 21 points and 12 rebounds in the second half. And before I dive into Bam totally, you know, in, in that 15-0 run, started with a couple of Highsmith threes, then three straight scores for Bam, and then the hero three. So those were the guys that engineered that 15-0 run. But Bam, listen, nobody has said this yet. I said it this morning for the first time. I'm going to say it again to you. This make my, He's one of the most improved players in the league. He is a go-to player on offense. I think the Heat's first option now offensively, get the ball inside the Bam. Everything else comes from that. I think the three-point shooting should improve with the number of paint touches you know, with the increased paint touches for Bam and Butler, uh, it should help the three-point shooting, which has been a liability this year. But Bam has become the number one scorer in the NBA in the paint. And that doesn't mean just under the rim. Anywhere from that foul line down, um, it, it, you know, I always say from the dotted line, those jumpers from the dotted line, I mean, he is signing on the dotted line. He is He is almost automatic in the paint. And you know, he's getting 16 shots a game. He's now a bona fide 23 point, 10 or 11 rebound per game guy, plus the defense. You know, the offense has gotten, ex you know, extremely good, way better. And the defense hasn't suffered at all. He's still giving you the great D, you know, all over the floor. And he's rebounding as well, if not better than he has in his career. So I think he's one of the league's most improved players. I think this is the BAM we'll see at minimum for the rest of his career. And I'd be shocked if he doesn't make the all-star team this year. He's, to me, he's a lock. You know what else I all, I really like also? The whole, the, the game doesn't have to all be about three-point shooting. You know, that was the talk in the all-season. Oh, BAM, he's got to add the three-point shot. Why? No, he doesn't. Why, why can't he just continue to improve at the things that he's already pretty good at? Like, why can't he become even better at all of those things? Why does he have to add a three-point shot? I mean, now, 
I'm not saying that he, I'm, I'm not saying he's going to be Giannis Antetokounmpo, but like nobody wants Giannis shooting threes. Keep doing the really great things that you're really good at. Why can't Bam do that? And that is clearly what Bam has done. Like he doesn't need to be a three point shooter. Whoever said he did. I mean, you never heard Eric Spolster say that. You never heard any intelligent basketball people say that. Uh, you got maybe some fans, maybe some, some media people. I don't know who was saying he's got to shoot the three. I think what Bam wanted was to be more involved offensively. Um, you know, maybe he thought at one point he needed to increase his range, and he has. You know, he's 15 to 16 foot money. Um, so now it's not about where the shots are coming from. It's the frequency of those shots. And I'm telling you, he's the number one offensive option for the Heat right now is get Bam the ball on screen and roll whenever he's got position down low, get him the ball. It's Miami's best way to score. So I don't think he's thinking at all about increasing his range. It's increasing the volume yeah. of that offense. And listen, the league has gone crazy for threes. But brother, whether, whether he added up by two or by three, as long as you have enough at the end of the night, what, what's troublesome is when you're not making enough threes and yet you're allowing uh, too many. And we saw a couple of recent games at, at Dallas was one. Uh, there had been a couple of recent games where the Heat have really got out tripled, and that's hard to overcome. So you got to make enough to, to, to keep you close. But uh, listen, I, personally, I just feel like the game has gone crazy for the yep. three, and it's, yep. it's not going back anytime soon. It's just not. You, you, you can't tell me. Look, I understand three is better than two, but two is better than zero. You can't tell me that a wide-open uh, 15-foot jump shot is not a good shot for most of these guys. And, you know, I, the Heat have guys who do take that shot. You know, Butler, Hero, Oladipo, Bam. They use the – now, they're not a great offensive team. Like you said, lowest scoring team. They play at a slow pace. But they use the entire half court. Like, there's something to be said for – you're bailing out the defense – if all you're doing is three and key, make the defense defend the entire half court. And I think the Heat do a good job at doing that. I, I do too, Zaz. Listen, there, you know, I, I talk to a lot of people that know more than me uh, and, you know, ask questions that I have. And, um, you know, the importance of three-point shooting is, is obvious. But, you know, some people feel like any three is a good three. I, I don't personally feel that way. I, I think how you get your threes goes a long way in whether you're going to make the threes the the pull up off the dribble jack them up threes uh unless you unless you're jason tatum oh, i'm shooting the, from the Steph logo Curry. the three you dribble into the into the front court you're shooting from the logo it's ridiculous it is really especially early in the shot clock e even when steph curry does it you you sometimes cringe when anybody else does it you you really cringe i i, I think it's hard to play with guys that that take those kind of shots early in a shot clock possession. Uh, listen, I, I, I believe in ball movement. Uh, I believe in, in the drive, into the paint, draw defense in, kick it out. The paint touch, draw a double, kick it out. Uh, when you're getting those kind of threes, you live with the make or miss nature of three-point shots. And, and this year, listen, it's been a weakness for the Heat. Last year, it was an obvious strength. They, Miami led the league in three-point percentage last year. They're, they're in the mid-20s in a 30-team league this year. Their two best three-point shooters, Max Struess and Duncan Robinson, are closer to 30% than they are 40%. Here's, a, here's an unbelievable number for you. Only six times this season, and well, we've we played you know, 49, 50 games. 
only six times has Miami shot 40% or better from three in a game. Six times. They did it 31 times last year. They were over 50% eight times. So it has fallen way off. I, I think what Coach Spo is hoping is that the offense will come around and with the defensive habits and taking much better care of the basketball, getting offense off your defense and forcing turnovers, Hopefully that can balance out an offense as, that has had difficulty generating enough enough points in, in many of these games. Did anyone ask Coach after the game last night uh, about Lowry sitting the fourth quarter? No, nobody asked about that. But I, I just think, you know, that that's the way he went. Listen, I know you, you have not been a big fan of Kyle Lowry. Um, let me remind you about the New Orleans game when he had 17 points two games back and, and scored nine in a row in the fourth quarter to help win that game. It is, it's clearly not Kyle Lowry in his prime. He's, he's in his 17th year. He's, he's in his mid-30s. He's closer to the end of his career than, than, he is, than he has been at any point. I still find great value in Kyle Lowry. He's, he's a leader. He's a winner. He's a quarterback. You don't find many of those guys. Now, does he have that great quickness to get himself into the paint like he used to? No. Some of that has, has waned. Um, Eric Spolster is a good judge on when to use him a lot and when not to use him a lot. The Heat, uh, at times, when they don't have their quarterback in, they got other guys that can handle it, like Bam and like Jimmy, and and Tyler has improved in that regard. So I think it's how you use Lowry moving forward. You said three straight games with right around 25 minutes or less, but I still see value in Kyle Lowry. Didn't play in the fourth quarter, had a miserable shooting game, and as he had plenty of company, it was one of the worst games uh, that Tyler Heroes had on the offensive end until late in the game. Yeah. Oladipo, uh, other than his little third quarter spurt, could not make a shot. And Kyle was, I think, one for seven in the game. So it was a miserable shooting game. I mean, they, they, it, you know, it was like watching the Heat on offense last night. There were times where it felt like you're in the middle of a dentist appointment and the Nova came more off. It was painful. But they kept themselves in it. And I kept thinking, like, this game is so winnable if we could just make a few shots. And then they did. And then they did. And, and the whole thing turned. And, and the Celtics, at the end, couldn't, couldn't buy a shot, could not make a shot, including I, to them. That's, that's why I, I liked the win last night so much, because I can't sit here and tell you, I oh, played a great game, beat a great team. No, they didn't. They did not play a great game. Like, they played great defensively, but... To be able to win that game, like you said, since 2010, where they shoot 34, 35%, to be able to do that and win that game last night, that was the best part to me. They they won a, a dirty, grimy game against a really good Celtic team. I, that's why I think it was a great win. Yeah, listen, the Celtics are outstanding. Even without three starters, you see the way they play. Even under a, a young first-year head coach, Joe Mazzula, well-coached, discipline, understand how to win, um, and they have some outstanding players. Personally, I think Jason Tatum is a for real MVP candidate, especially if they finish with the best record. But I don't care who they were missing. A win against them is a big positive, and Miami went 2-2 two and two against them this year. So uh, that was good. And, you know, it's so hard to hold teams under 100 now, and the Heat have done it in four of their last six games. Um and what they weren't doing, you know, what sunk the early part of the season losing at home. I mean, the Heat had so many blown opportunities at home. And now you look at it 
The Heat's won seven of their last eight at home. And the only loss in that span was the one-point game against Brooklyn. So uh, I find that encouraging, playing better at home, playing better against the East. The defense is where it, where you expected it would be. And the rebounding, which was awful early on, has really become a strength. It's seven straight games where they've out-rebounded teams and by, by nine rebounds a game. And for a team that's struggling to score his ass, the offensive rebounds, really, really important. And the Heat's doing a good job with that. Finally here, Eric, uh, I love the feature that you guys do on Bally every game. I think it's every game where you're doing like the the throwback to the old players and you're giving the stats and showing the highlights. Uh, I love being surprised about who you guys are showing that particular game. Uh, how, how are you guys coming up with, all right, let's do so-and-so this game. Is, is it just random? How are you doing it? No, Ted Ballard, who's our vice president of broadcasting, you know, among the most creative, hardest working, and most thoughtful executive producers in the NBA. Uh, he came up with that concept, and they put the whole thing together, uh, and we just get to enjoy it each night and reminisce and reflect. I, I, you know, I've been there the whole time, so I, I, I you know, without any rehearsal at all, I, I don't even need to know who it is. I'm going to have a, yeah. a response and some thoughts on it. The other thing, I don't know if you've seen it, our social media department, um, has done an unbelievable job. It, I don't know if you've seen the feature. It's called Story Time, and we have a current Heat player. Tyreek has done it. Um, Tyreek Price of the Heat, uh, just outstanding pieces. Where you've got Duncan Robinson talking about Dan Marley, Victor Oladipo wow. talking about Bashan Leonard, and you know Bam on Grant Long. And again, they're showing highlights of the of the old player. And it's narrated by a current player. And I have been just so enamored with those. I, I love those pieces as well as the ones that we're showing in the game. And it's all part of our celebrating our 35th year as a franchise and, and, a, and a heat history that over the last 25, 28 years since Pat Riley got here has gotten so much richer. Zaz. So these are wonderful stories for us to, to tell and retell. And, you know, for some of our younger fans, they're seeing some of these guys for the first time. Yeah. For our longtime fans, they get to enjoy it like you and I do. It's so weird because as someone who, who grew up down here and I, I got to see the birth of the franchise, you know, for if you're a young, you know, my son, my son's 14, my older one. He could be watching the game and he'll see those highlights of Grant Long or, you know, uh, uh, Steve Smith. And he's never seen these players. And to me, like, that's what it was to have been like when I was his age. And I'm seeing highlights of the Dolphins from the 70s. You know, like, I never saw those guys. But that's, like, is that, does that ever strike you as strange? Wow, there's a whole generation of fans now who actually don't even know what, you know, Steve Smith looks like they had no idea. Who, like that, it's gotta be a little bit weird, right? Well, it is. I mean, it's all part of the passage of time. And, you know, for me, Zaz, I, I, I spend all my professional moments doing the same thing, constantly getting prepared for the next game and then enjoying each and every game. And, and that's how 34 and a half years of, of our franchise and my life has progressed and and to think back to the days of Ronnie Cycli and Sherman Douglas, I mean, this was 35 years ago. So I understand that people uh, either forgot or never knew about those old old school Heat players. And that's what I'm personally loving about Bam Adebayo's ascent, uh, you know, on the double double list. Um, 
the fact that Ronnie Cycli, our first ever draft pick out of Syracuse back in the 88 draft, 1988, still leads the franchise in double doubles. I love that. It, and I love being able that, that's listen, that's my responsibility. That's my job. And, and right now that's my gift being an original employee of the franchise to be a heat ambassador uh, when any, whenever we see a former Heat player, whether he spent 20 years or one game, we're going to enjoy that visit. We're going to, we're going to reconnect them uh, to their time with Miami, and we're going to try to reconnect our fans to the players they may not know or the players they may have missed. And, and that's the unique position we're in, having been with the same team for 35 years now. Excellent job, Eric. We'll uh, we'll all be watching on Friday night. Got a couple games coming up Friday and Sunday where it's like let's let's keep beefing up this record. You know, Orlando at home, then Sunday afternoon at the Hornets. Climbing the standings here, Eric. Climbing the standings. Hey, trying to listen, Orlando. You know, when you think it's going to be easy, it gets harder. The Magic are a lot better than their record, and they just got Jonathan Eisen, Isaac back. Uh, they're athletic and they're pretty good. So I, I hope Miami can take care of those two games. And then you got at Cleveland and the first of four against the Knicks. The Heat are two behind Cleveland, one ahead of New York. Those games are all going to feel like playoff games. And don't you love that Heat, Knicks with meaning, uh, playing for something? Yeah. Those are going to be four incredible games. And I, I really believe this as, I mean, the Heat is now, I think, 15 and 8. Uh, or 15 and seven since mid-December. I, I really believe with this sort of pennant race and jockeying for playoff positioning and four games against the Knicks, four against Philly, uh, another game against Indiana. I, I really think the best part of, of this 35th season is still to come. Great job, Eric. Always appreciate you making the time for us. Thanks so much. Zaz, best of luck with all your new endeavors. We, we miss you on the Heat broadcast. Respect uh, your knowledge and your passion of the Heat. Uh, then, now, and, and always. Thank you. Thank, thank you. Excellent job by Eric Reed. Always love catching up with our pal there, television voice of your Miami Heat. And again, Friday night, next broadcast, Friday Heat and Magic. Hey, this weekend, though, if you're looking for a spot to watch the NFL Championship Games, Championship Sunday, all right, you need a place to watch the games that I'm going to be for the early game for the 3 o'clock game on Sunday. You know my spots, Briny Irish Pub, Pompano Beach, Come on out to the Briny World's Greatest Upscale Dive Bar this Sunday. You take Atlantic Boulevard all the way to the Atlantic. It's really easy. Park behind the Briny. Park in that lot, and you will not have to pay for parking. They will validate your tag. But on the inside, we got live music every day. The Briny Hour, that's happy hours, 4 to 7 p.m. every weeknight. And this weekend, of course... We're talking great food. We're talking craft beers on on tap. All I mean, more beers than you know what to do with. And most importantly, you got the NFL action. A TV everywhere you're sitting, you could see no problem. Briny Irish Pub, Papado Beach, world's greatest upscale dive bar. Come hang out with your boy, two-time championship broadcaster. I will be there this Sunday. We're going to watch the NFL championship games. All right, you know what time it is. Let's get to big deal or not a big deal. Come on now. Big deal or not a big deal? How about last night, the Miami Heat? This is an excellent troll job. What a good job. The Miami Heat trolling not just the Boston Celtics, but the Dallas Cowboys. So you remember the Cowboys? I I couldn't believe it. Their Twitter account after the game was very critical of Dak Prescott, talking about how they gave the game away. Too many mistakes by Dak Prescott. Well, how about the Miami Heat? Celtics gave away the ball. 
17 times in the narrow loss to the Heat in a matchup the Celtics had a chance to win if they didn't again generate self-inflicted wounds. That's what I'm talking about. That's a big deal. That's very creative. How about my guy Cedric right there on the Heat's social media account? Excellent job there by the Heat. That's some grade A1 trolling, and it's always at the Celtics. That's a big deal right there. Big deal or not a big deal? Shaquille O'Neal. So last night was the Tuesday night crew for the NBA on TNT. Good crew. Underrated crew. Adam Lefko, Candace Parker, Jamal Crawford, Shaquille O'Neal. And Shaq yesterday, Shaq had to explain why, when the news broke that the Lakers traded for Rui Hashimura a couple days ago, that he had no idea who Rui Hashimura is. Shaq the casual. Let me clarify. Please do. Please do. Albert Einstein said things you can get access to you should never memorize. <laughs> if you ain't a top 10 player, I don't know who you are. That's no disrespect. Well, how, how am I supposed to know who the kid was? But he came to your Lakers. I know he is now, but I didn't. You know, like, if I'm the only manager and I got the big name guys in my team and I'm doing a lot, I need one more big name guy. Complimentary big name guy. When impressed me, that name should have been Bradley Beal. Can now, I pretend like I'm Now we're talking, right, Candace? Okay, but I do yeah. think for, for the Lakers not wanting to give up a I've number one pick. Okay, but they did not want to give up a number one pick, which they didn't. They gave up none, second round picks, and Three, they yep. need catch and shoot shooters. And so I think that. So I, mean, I wish him well, and I hope they do well. But I didn't. I didn't know he was. I'm sorry. He wasn't well. The, the, if I was your assistant, I'd say, sir, he's got pretty good uh, catch-up yeah. shooter. He's got good size, and he played with Westbrook in Washington. So there's familiarity. I'm not watching. The, I'm not watching the Bullets or the Wizards. I'm, I'm, I'm not watching the Bullets. He took it back. <laughs> yeah, I'm not watching. <laughs> That's that how team. long ago he watched that franchise. He took it back to see that team. Yeah, every night on NBA game oh, that's time right. okay, cool. and crunch uh, time no. and center court and center court. center court. Look, those guys on that show, specifically Shaq and Barkley on Thursdays, I mean, they they got no problem telling you they're old heads. They got no problem telling you what they know, what they t- like. Shaq is definitely not at home watching games when he's not when he's not working. No chance. Now, is Shaq a busy guy? Yeah. But there's also no chance he's watching games on his free time. Now, I will also say there's a bit of performance art going on. Like, I don't think Shaq really knows. I don't. I think there's a lot of players Shaq has no idea. Do I think Shaq has no idea who Rui Hashimura is? Probably not. I think there's a little bit of performance art going on there where it's like, this is not a big deal because I don't even know who you are. I So, I think he's playing it up a little bit, but... Yeah, he, he's definitely not watching the game when he's not working. And if you listen to a lot of the analysis, I mean, you know, it's a lot of generalization. This guy's got to play better. This guy, he, like, it's only mentioned the star players. Anyone could do that. But Shaq, I love him. I love him. So I'm, I'm going not a big deal. Big deal or not a big deal. Scott Rowland yesterday was inducted or has, has been named. He's, he's going to be inducted in the Baseball Hall of Fame. Uh, This is controversial because Scott Rowland should not be a Hall of Famer. He's a really good player. But, I mean, do I got to say it? Not a Hall of Really Good. Hall of Fame. Scott Rowland's not a Hall of Fame player. Scott Rowland for his career. 281, 364, 490. Batting average, on-base, slugging. Good player. Good player. You know, he certainly didn't have 3,000 hits. Not a 3,000 hit guy. 316 home runs, 
World Series champion 2006. There are so many other guys that should be in the Hall of Fame before Scott Rowland. Like, for instance, Don Mattingly. Don, Don Mattingly is a much better case for Hall of Fame than Scott Rowland does. Scott Rowland, all right, seven-time All-Star. Don Mattingly, six-time All-Star. Scott Rowland, eight-time gold glove. Don Mattingly, nine-time gold glove. Scott Rowland, one Silver Slugger Award. Don Mattingly, three Silver Slugger Awards. Don Mattingly also has won a batting title. Don Mattingly, for his career, was a 307 hitter. Scott Rowland, never won MVP. Matter of fact, if you want to look up the voting, like, has he come close to winning MVP? Four times did he get MVP votes. He finished 20th, 24th, 4th, and 14th. You can't be in the MVP conversation one time and be a Hall of Fame. Mattingly has won MVP. He was the most valuable player in 1985. Mattingly also had a year that he finished 5th in MVP. Finished 2nd in MVP. Finished 7th in MVP. 15th, 19th, 18th, and also won the Most Valuable Player Award. Mattingly should be in the Hall of Fame. Scott Rowland's not a Hall of Famer. So I'm going big deal right there. I I don't get it. That's, that's a weird one. And, and a lot of people, that's not like an outlandish take that I just gave. I'm pretty sure a lot of people were on that trip yesterday. Finally, I got one more here for you. Big deal or not a big deal. The AP announced the NFL MVP finalists for this year. Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts, Justin Jefferson, Patrick Mahomes. I'm going big deal because obviously whoever wins it, it's going to be a big deal. And I think Jalen Hurts is going to win it. I think Hurts is going to, you know, best record in the league. Terrific season. You got to be like, you got to have just an out of this world season. And there also not be any great quarterback candidates. If you're going to be a wide receiver and win it like Justin Jefferson. So you can cross him off the list. Uh, Burrow obviously came on super hot late. Allen tailed off late. So between Hurts and Mahomes... Uh, yeah, I think it's Hurts Award. So that's a big deal right there. And that is another addition. A big deal or not a big deal. If you want to be a part of the show, you know how to get a hold of us. JonathanZaslow at gmail.com. We're looking to add one or two more sponsors. We got room for right now as Zaslow Show 2.0, part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network, is growing. And that's because of you guys. I appreciate all you guys very much. Can't do this without all of your help. Excellent job by everybody involved in putting together a fantastic show today. We'll talk to you on Zaslow Show 2.0 tomorrow. Know what that means. Ah, the show is over. What better time now than to go out back with a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. That's right. That's what I look forward to after every show. And now my day's work is done. I got a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul. I'm going to sit outside by the pool here at the Zaslow Mansion and just enjoy the rest of my day. Having a Johnny Cuba makes me feel like I'm right back in the Caribbean. We're talking a refreshing German lager in a can. You can get it anywhere. Sedano's, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. And right now, you got special holiday prices on six-packs of Johnny Cuba. Make sure you pick up your Johnny Cuba merch as well. We got the hot sauce coming up. Johnny Cuba. 
Stay tranquilo because more is always brewing. You know, when my wife and I became homeowners, I mean, keeping the Zaslow Mansion safe, that's not an easy task unless you call Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. If you're looking for affordable care that offers the best coverage for your home, your motorcycle, your car, your boat, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services, their team has the expertise and experience to find the right coverage for you, including comprehensive policies for both trailers and motorhomes. Let their team help you learn more about your policy options so you can make an informed decision that's not going to keep you up at night. Bruntinsurance.com. When it comes to home, renters, and condo insurance, your options, hey, it, it, it can be dizzying. Don't worry, they specialize in making the confusing crystal clear with their fully licensed team helping you along every step of the way. Bruntinsurance.com, 954-589-2204.